coffee, business and fun times. Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges. Today we spoke to Jenny Nguyen, the founder, director and pioneer of the Beans Republic franchise. Jenny's entrepreneurial story is inspiring. She recounted her journey from corporate worker to cafe owner with her husband Patrick to director of Beans Republic, a fast-growing innovative Melbourne cafe franchise expanding fast. Jenny also discussed the keys to successfully building a hospitality business, how she combines fun times behind the counter and kinship amongst the staff with a well-structured franchise that is the best practice procedures in place. Welcome everyone today to Eden Exchanges. I'm joined by Karen Erickson from the Eden Exchange team. Hi. Look, today we're joined by Jenny and Patrick Nguyen, who are the founders and figureheads behind Beans Republic, which is a growing franchise in Melbourne. Hey, thanks guys for having us. It's great having you on the, on the podcast today, Jenny and Patrick. This is going to be one of the best podcasts we've done because Jenny's brought a, a, an array of cakes, coffees, <laughs> some of their signature dishes as well. Look, firstly, can you just tell us a little bit about the Beans Republic story, how you came to start it up, what your background is, and, and what you know sparked the, the dream to get it going? You know, people always say never mix business with leisure, and we did just that. <laughs> <laughs> so Beans Republic is a story of love, commitment, craziness. You <laughs> named it, we nailed it. Mm-hmm. Me and Pat, we met on a spontaneous holiday overseas, uh, not Tinder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just a uh, sort of, um, you know, friendship uh, website for uh, traveling lovers and, mm. and, and wanderers and people who love adventure. So I've been living in Melbourne since 2001 and Pat was living in Moscow since when? 1990? 1990. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so he's years living in Russia. Yeah. 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 Long time. So he's a Russian, you know, uh, Vietnamese boy, and I'm a Vietnamese Australian girl. And we met overseas on holiday, and um, we had a great time. And I say, hey, thank Pat. We had a wonderful time. And, you know, hopefully we'll stay in touch. And then a few months later, he rocked up in front of my door with his suitcase and he never left. Oh, okay. <laughs> Literally <laughs> left. <laughs> yeah. um, so we, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of roller coasters in life for, for someone to uh, to leave everything behind to start a new life. But um, Pat, it's just that. Um, so we, we decided that we're going to build our life together. And um, the cafe was our first business adventure sure. we started. And, and which cafe was that one? Um, we called it Oceanic Cafe because it, is, it was based on a, a bayside suburb of Melbourne, Franklin Foreshore, and it was very, very small, merely 10, 12 seats, right. narrow shops, uh, no kitchen, um, very tiny shop front, and um, there's only enough room for one person at the time. <laughs> behind the counter so yeah you know condition supply if you um, want to apply for a job at Oceana Cafe good luck to you <laughs> if you think you can squeeze through behind Jenny or Pat then you go in other night no um, but it was um, amazingly for the two people of um, absolutely non-hospitality background to start something like that we went to William Anglis uh, and pay them $400 uh, for both of us. Uh, so they 
taught us the difference between a cappuccino and a latte. Mm -hmm. We were given an A4 frame each. Uh, Jenny and Patrick have completed the ABC of espresso. We're so proud. We frame it up. We put on the, you know, front shop front, and off we go. We open our first business. <laughs> That's all we knew. But but what sparked the interest in running your own business? Did you always have that drive to do that? No, I was an office worker for yeah. God's sake. <laughs> I was <laughs> happy too. in my night of you know nine to five, Monday to Friday environment. So it was the whole thing was just spontaneous. We we had to do something together because mm. for Pat to move over from overseas and re-educate himself and trying to get qualification and get, mm. try to get a local job, mm. I think it's mission mission impossible. Let's face it. Mm. Yeah. So we just had to make that call whether I want to you know. Move to Moscow with all due respect. I, I think the people are lovely, but I don't think so. Mm. Um, my life is, is in Melbourne. My heart is in Melbourne. My my family, my friend circle, everything is here. So yeah, it was a, a personal decision. It's how we built our life together. Mm-hmm. And it is interesting that decision sparked this whole you know, chain of events that has yeah. started this you know, yeah. successful everything growing happened. business. Like yeah, if, if, if that hadn't occurred, who knows? Melbourne wouldn't have this exactly. this chain. Yeah. Uh, in and then, you know, what took you from there to, um, you know, expanding it to this you know, vision for Beans Republic? It never, our initial intention to have a franchise, we never thought of it. We just mm. thought, you know, we do something together, have a day job, you know, build our uh, family future and have a solid employment opportunity for ourselves. That's it. That was as simple as that. However, amazingly... Um, the the first business, despite its site and the uh, the limited knowledge uh, scale of the the owners, mm-hmm. it became a success. Mm. We we actually put one hundred and ten percent into the business. We reached out to all the resources we that we could seek mm-hmm. out, grab the best coffee roaster. We had handmade chocolate in store. We did light cakes and and snack, whatever we could do at the time. We did to our best and the hospitality. And I think our, every customer that coming in to, to our store, they become a friend. And that is a trademark of Oceanic Cafe that uh, created the success of a store. We soon didn't have enough room for customers to sit down inside the cafe. We had lines yeah. out of the door. Wow. Yeah. And the business outgrown its size. So I thought, well, this is great. What are we going to do next? Well, let's look for a bigger site. <laughs> <laughs> so we signed a lease to another bayside suburb because we just love actually Pat Pat's love the beach so another suburb uh, called Parkdale so um, a bit closer to the city but also closer to the beach literally walking distance to the beach the premise now have 70 seats wow what an upgrade and have a bigger shop front and a proper kitchen we did not know what to do with it it was you know we just do it, you know, just just follow our passions. And we knew that we have to expand the business, but one thing at a time. And before we knew it, we were fully licensed. We served alcohol. We did breakfast, brunch, lunch, and some of the dinner service. Uh, we did catering and functions. And now we're doing high tea as well. Just, it's just a roller coasters. And, one, and once you are rolling in to the mechanism, of success and everything that you're doing is well received. Every step is a success. It's just motivated you to keep on going. Mm-hmm. That energy just flows. So that's the second store. But then up to when was Glen Iris? Pat? 
2014. 14. Yeah, up to 2014, we still have no intention of running a franchise. Again, we have uh, the Frankston store going. We have the second store going in Parkdale. It was still doing very, very fine. Again, getting busy. And I thought, oh, well, I'm bored. Because <laughs> we have a the Frankston Cafe fully managed. The Parkdale Cafe is now, uh, at the time, would be five years old. We have an amazing team as well. No one, none of the customers really, except for the one that we first started with, hardly anyone knew we were the owner. We just, you know, coming in, hang out, reading yeah. papers, drinking coffee. We got bored. <laughs> so that prompted us to um, seek out for another adventure. Um, and we picked up another location in Glen Iris, which is a little bit offshore, you know, yeah. bit of a driving distance, but something different. Again, Malvern... East Glenaris is a lovely uh, village feel, um, little uh, leafy suburb mm. that is still reserving that um, special community feel. Uh, while you have the um, hustle bustle of the city tray mm. being on the main street, you have offices around it. So it's a different agenda altogether. Yeah, and we've been in that store a few times. Yeah. The, the vibe is tremendous as well yeah what do you think about why <clears throat> well i think as, it's, a, as a customer as a customer you get the feeling one family of people working there mm. work together they're happy with each other even though the family don't work there anymore yeah but yeah. they feel like they all know each other and yeah. they're happy to help each other great and they care about what you want that's good um and secondly the food and coffee is good yeah those are the main things we've got going from there as yeah. well as the interesting space yeah how it's set up the feel about it what's your favorite thing well, I'll probably say it's these vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> vanilla slides, yeah. yeah. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, um, but it's something because you can tell you're obviously like a very you know passionate and engaged business grower, an entrepreneur. But how important has it been to have your attitude and your you know your vibe? You could say translate to the people who work there and the feeling of the cafe as well. How do you go about doing that? You're just asking me yeah. my. Biggest secret. Yeah. Are you asking <laughs> Can me you to tell give everyone away? That, no. <laughs> because that is, you know, every business have its own key of success. You know, mm. our very own recipe, Ruben sandwich, and the secret sauce in there. <sighs> now, our secret doesn't lay in any particular products. Mm. We don't focus on the product because I think I I certainly believe that if you are going to offer something to the public. Um, and that would be your mean of advice. It might as well be good. If it's not good, don't offer it. So we don't really focus on that because it is a must. Yeah. What we focus on and channel our energy on is to build the bond from all aspects. So there's a three-legged relationship, us, the business, the customers, of course, and the crew, our team. So that three-legged relationship has to be very tight, very close, and unbreakable. As a business owner, we focus our energy on building that bond. Yeah. So imagine, Karen, you pull the car on the car park lot, you know, and Taddy, the barista, saw you. She's already starting um, yeah. pulling the shot for a double shot flat white, no froth, <laughs> 75 degree and soy. Mm -hmm. yep. Karen, step into the store, hand over uh, the loyalty card, here's your coffee. That's you know, <laughs> how's, how's Richard, your son, has he got better yeah. from the flu? Yeah, you know, school started on Monday and he still carry on and stuff like that. Two minutes conversation, that's all it takes. Yeah. But that relationship took time yeah. to build. 
brick by brick, we build our customer one coffee, one cake, one breakfast at a time. Mm. Don't think the big vision, just brick by brick. Mm-hmm. And um, the, 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 the team members as well, they look forward to going to work every day because it's not work, really. They come there, drink the coffee, sample the new product from the kitchen, um, socialize, get to talk to new people, talk to old friends, and feel appreciated by both the businesses, uh, the business and the customers. So it is, you know, for change, a win-win-win situation. Obviously, the business win as well, because we enjoy the regular traits of customers who always keep on returning and pass cafes after cafes to get to beans. We enjoy the consistency and the loyalty and the commitment of the team members. Because, mm. you know, the last thing that you want to do is churn around stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like changing your head. So it think, is a win-win situation for all. I think it's very important what you're saying. Because, I mean, I mean, the food and the coffee, it's very important for cafes. But that feeling, that connection to the staff and, you know, feeling like you're going to cafes, almost like going to a second home and having a coffee or, or having some, you know, sweet bread or whatever, it's so important. And... You worked with a lot of people in you know in your cafes now. What's the key characteristics that you're looking for when you're looking for a new franchisee? They need to love humans. Mm-hmm. If they hate humans or they cannot handle people, mm-hmm. just you know whatever you do and whatever whatever you do best, just stay mm-hmm. right there. Do not make the change mm-hmm. because this whole Beans Republic concept is evolving about people. It's all about the people. You know, people to people, us with the customers, us with the crew members, us with the suppliers and all of our business associates. You're dealing with people all the time and the people skill is important. You need to be approachable, uh, friendly and enjoy that interaction and that should be your motivation and drive in life. Mm-hmm. And if you are afraid um, of the public and just don't want to be contacted, just leave me alone, then literally just leave yourself alone because beans is not for you. Mm-hmm. Beans is for life lover. Mm-hmm. We're full of energy. Mm-hmm. And once you're part of beans, that energy just flow into you naturally. All of the team members are the same. We have seen people who coming in, Nick, remember Nick? Yeah, yeah from the Parkdale store, 17 years old kid. His dad came into the store, offered to pay me money to employ his son <laughs> because the son was very um, shy, Sorry, yeah. introverted, yes. um, and got knocked back that many times with job application. He felt bad and he felt low over himself. Mm-hmm. And the dad came as a recommendation from another parent who kids used to work at Beans when they were doing school and now, you know, uni students. Say, why don't you go and see Jen and Pat, see what they can do for Nick. Nick has just, you know, I don't, I don't know what happened to him, but after three months being you know, within the business, I, I have very little personal contact with, with Nick because I don't really work on the day that he worked. But he become an amazing asset of a business. He flows in part of a team. He he speaks up on start meeting with his personal ideas. And now he's a law student. Mm-hmm. He will be a politician, which is a, a very confronting and people role. Mm. You cannot be a poly. Uh, without being able to interact with people mm-hmm. in in a very high level, mm-hmm. so from from that little Nick shy introverted into Nick the poly, beans is part of it. And for me, that is one of the biggest achievements in our career. Mm-hmm. To help people, to help young people, personal development, it is priceless. Yeah. And it's priceless because we we do lots of these 
interviews as well. And that there's like a common trait as well with these very successful CEOs and MDs of companies and things that they are taking huge pride in seeing people who are under their wing, you know, achieve what they're good at, whatever they can do to achieve, because it flows back into your business as well as your pride as well. So it's, it's a quite interesting trait we see throughout the, the successful ones anyway. So it's, it's, it's really great you see that. And what I wanted to also ask was, you know, we get through the nature of what our businesses are, we, there's a lot of people who are selling cafes and, and buying cafes and things like that. So, and there is a, a tendency for people who may want to jump into a business for the first time who think, yeah, I love cafes, mm. I love coffee, mm. so I want to run a cafe. And then often we'll see... That's a good start. It's a good start. Because Pat didn't even love coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll often see that after a year or so, they're gone. They don't understand the margins. They don't mm. understand the set. And then they'll start listing, trying to sell the business. Yes. Mm. But then it does seem like what you're offering is that methodology you've already done in terms of you've had the experience of building these successful cafes. And you're able to integrate that with someone who's got the passion, mm. the capital, as well as the, yeah. the drive as well. How, yeah. how do you go, go about marrying those those two things. Yeah, the two ingredients. Mm. If, you know, a person who has, number one, a love for the industry, mm. a passion about coffee or food, and a joy of, or a happiness of being able to give joy, mm. I think that is pretty much all you need because everything can be taught. We taught people who has never washed dishes in their life to run a 70-seat kitchen with no supervision whatsoever mm. on busy days. We are also on Uber Eat, catering and doing high tea functions at the same time. If we can have people with such little skill or no skill doing such high-level and sophisticated work tasks, then, you know, don't even let those limitation of knowledge mm. deter you because that's not everything. What we cannot teach is personality, love, passion, and compassion. So if you have that sort of quality in mind, go for your dream, chase it. Because if you're not confident on you know, taking too much risk, then take calculated risk. Mm-hmm. And one way of taking calculated risk while you know, pursuing your, your dream and goal is to let people who had been the pioneer in the field, who had been there and done that, try and error, hold your hand, and show you how and guide you through just to make sure you don't go down the same track making the same mistake again because that is vital. Every mistake that we made cost us and set us back. But without that heavy capital backup, the equity, you know, the, the, the reserve bank, what you call it, mm-hmm. a lot of people run into short-term financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, 12 months, we've seen uh, business fellows on the street, similar trait or different trait, retails, corporations, service and product providers, 12 months, 15 months, 18 months, they're out of business, similar reason. Come in with some preparation but not enough preparation and they did not seek out for the professional help that they really needed to and overconfident and underestimate the risk of the industry and the competition. Don't forget, Melbourne is a fierce scene of cafes. We are the capital cafe of the world not Italy not Rome it's Melbourne if you survive on Melbourne and stay on top of water you go anywhere and plan that success anywhere that's why we, we're so glad we start on Melbourne and like wow we yeah. survived in Melbourne yeah. Yeah. we started where it was the yeah. toughest competition yeah yes. we, you know just these iron people yeah and, and why is that because Melbourne is unique and the market 
isn't no, gigantic, but it's still a huge cafe culture as well. Yeah, the culture. Uh, it's a privilege, yeah, Raghu, yeah. Um, to have a successful business in Melbourne yeah. because you test against the toughest. Mm. You got celebrity chefs, you know, you got the My Kitchen Rules winners, mm. you got Master Chefs winners. They opened chains and franchises and restaurants next door to you, that sort of scene. Mm. Everyone, you know, and any little coffee shop that you you walk into, there's an eighty percent chance that you're gonna get perfect shots and latte arts mm. and you know and the like and and pictures of on Instagram as fancy as work of art. That is the Melbourne standard. Yeah. You can't yeah. really just go in as an amateur like we did. Don't do what we did. You know, it's <laughs> not recommended. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, well twelve years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> If that's your livelihood, that is a big decision, you've got to go in there full on, prepared. Yeah, and the market is world famous. Because, I mean, I recently had some relatives from overseas come here, and they're surprising that they're from India, and they're saying, look, can we go to Queen Vic Market? Can I go to a George Columbaris restaurant? You know, can I go and try you know, Melbourne Cafe? The idea that it's spread around the world as a central point of, of excellence means mm. that... Your experience, I understand your experience is to expand in Melbourne first. And then can you just outline your goals for the Beans Republic as well? Where do you see it heading, Melbourne and beyond? Yeah. In the next two years, we want to nail Melbourne market. Yeah. It took us, it's like a low, a, a slow cook Shiraz infused lamb shank. It took <laughs> 10 years to, <laughs> to boil. Yeah. But lamb shank, when it's off on the plate, it's going to be off the bone and every single bite is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. We slow but sturdy, but we are now ready to launch. And in the next two years, I would like to invite all of the like-minded people who understand and appreciate the beans philosophy to come and join us and become our business partners. Mm. Let me emphasize, not franchisees, business partners. Yes, you will be owning your, your store outright and every single dollar that you earn is yours. The net profit is yours. We have no dip in that apart from our uh, relationship with franchisor and franchisee. But the difference here is is that you are business partners because we need you to grow together. We are one. We need it together. Um, so like-minded people, please come on and, 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 and spread the love um, and let the Melbourne people know that they can enjoy the good time culture in the franchise cafe. You don't need to be a clone. You and your unique characteristic, your personality is the central of the business and let it shine. Beyond the two years mark, I'm hoping to have master franchise in the three signature states, New South Wales. The other two was... Queensland. Queensland and Cranberries. You know, Perth and, and that one, maybe, maybe not. We'll see how it go. But that's a five years plan. And I'm thinking in the long run, Bali and New Zealand. Our neighbours are brothers. Bali have a, a huge Australian tourist population and a lot of people actually reside. They love Bali, but they also miss our cafe culture. They want to yeah. go into a proper coffee shop and order a shepherd's pie with salad and some homemade chunky relish, and that's a bit hard in Bali. New Zealand as well, you know, cross-culture, and we're kind of brothers and sisters, so we can share a lot of our yeah. culture in, in cafe, and I would like to introduce that to the New Zealand people and also the Australian people who are in New Zealand and obviously to international friends as well. Yeah. The Beans Republic culture is part of the Australian culture as well. That's our dream. 
to bring that brand, to bring that signature and trademark overseas beyond our border. And it's known, like you say, you know, what some of your relatives mm-hmm. going in, Queen Victoria, Market, George, Columbus, and then I hope that one day Beans Republic would be along those lists. Australians, mm-hmm. Australian made. We put our stamp on it, the kangaroo. Hip hooray! Yeah, well, I mean, we've talked a lot about, you know, the culture and the philosophy behind Beans Republic, but if, if you get to just describe with a few words, what's the absolute best part? Of your job, what what's the best part of a day working with the Beans Republic? I don't have a job, Karen. <laughs> This is my life. I live Beans Republic. I breathe Beans Republic. I'm not myself without Beans Republic. You know, we don't have a set time frame and a 40 hours a week uh, roster for myself. And for a lot of people, looking at a different perspective, it could sound like, oh, "Well, you're getting consumed by your career," but that's not. If it's your life and you look forward to it, you get excited to it, mm-hmm. and you you gain so much by evolving yourself, you know, around it, yeah. then it's it's not a job anymore. So every part of Beans Republic for me is best. Just like today, I get to come mm-hmm. in and have a coffee and cake with you guys, meeting <laughs> new friends. It's just nice. Yeah, I don't see it as an appointment or or part of of my job. I go into the cafe and catch up with older customers. Uh, I help celebrating an 80th birthday on the weekend on the high tea functions. I wasn't there as a host. I was there as her guest. You know, that's my life. That's the best part about it. Beans is my life. Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, that's, you know, you can just feel the passion oozing out of all sorts of areas oh, yeah. here. So it's fantastic. That. But when, because there are people who are going to be listening to this who are like, yep, yeah, I can do that. I'd love to work as a business owner. Firstly, apart from the attitude, what do they need to bring in terms of what clearly one separates Beans Republic from the rest, and two, what is the commitment they have to bring in terms of? I, I know you're you've priced it in a in a very very accessible way to be part of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your strategy and why you're going yeah. down that path, and what yeah. someone needs to bring to the table to be involved? Compare Apple to Apple. Mm-hmm. Compare Beans Republic model to a similar um, cafe franchise model. I just believe that because of our willingness to invite people who are like-minded and sharing the same passion, yeah. we design it in a way that is the most accessible for people to get to us, to get in touch with us. Cost-wise, for example, is literally less than half. It costs a lot less. To own a bean store than it does cost to own a similar cafe model franchise. So we're not talking about pop-up store in shopping centers or food court store. A proper cafe restaurant model franchise. And you're talking about seven hundred fifty thousand dollars up to a million dollars. With us, is it's merely it's a fraction of it. The second part of it is the fact that we don't need people with a huge or deaf knowledge of hospitality experience. Take me and Patrick as a living proof of it. We, had, we knew nothing. And if we can make it here, anyone can make it here. So long as you bring to the table the right attitude, commitment, and ready to, to get your elbow grease, go in for, for some hard work, and let's do it together. There were people here who would be interested. How do they reach out to you? Yeah. Um, in terms of, obviously, there's a Beans Republic website and they can put inquiries through us. But then what's your process of getting them in, having a chat to them? Because it's always going to be a two-way set mm-hmm. assessment. So uh, eating this change is the best medium. 
you know we we have a lot of information through it Eden you know our business well you know we know our philosophy so a lot of our basic information is available on the website you know service information if they still found themselves interested in the business republic model drop us a line the contact form that I usually get direct email I will uh, as soon as I get email I will contact them straight away and arrange the time for us to meet up for coffee, maybe in-store, and find out about one another on a personal level to see whether we are a good fit for each other and whether we could help. Because, I mean, one of the best ways must be to come in and just get the vibe of the Beans Republic Cafe. And I think so, yeah, exactly. Emerge. Feel that culture you've been exactly, talking about. Exactly, correct, yeah. correct. Karen, you just said it, word to word. Go in as a customer, enjoy yourself, and if you can see yourself happy in such environment, then go ahead, by all means. Also, there's franchise inquiry form uh, in each of the store as well. Feel free to uh, fill that in and drop that with one of the staff members. They pass it on to me straight away within the minutes. So I am within the reach now and later. You know, After you set up the franchise with Beans, I will be your personal franchise development person as well. I cannot guarantee the, the future, but I don't know, maybe up to 10 franchises, stores. I can still be uh, your guy, hmm. your your wingman. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's brilliant because I mean, in, and in terms of the support you're providing them as well, yes, um, it seems to be extremely comprehensive because there's a lot of stories in the market about you know different sorts of hmm. hospitality franchises hmm. and things like that, and we're trying to put the message that you know there's still this whole cohort of extremely unique, well-run franchises in the hospitality sector cafe sector that people really need to know about and this is one of them um so i mean do you have any thoughts of where the the sector is going the franchising sector and what you need to do to make it successful for you and the business owner or franchisee there's a lot of bad press going on Mm. about the current hospitality franchise um a lot of you already uh, might already know about it Mm. as in the franchisor would outgrow the size of their business and not being able to provide the support that they promised. I think we're going the opposite direction. We're not concentrating, expanding and growing rapidly. One brick, one stone at a time. That's our day one's philosophy and it will be like that. For so long as me and Pat are still part of Beans, that will be the philosophy that will be continued, certainly. So... Our franchisees or our business partners don't have to worry about being out of reach, being left in the water and out of touch, not being able to get any help. We are here for you. Email, phones, we also have helpline for different sectors of the business. Just say our coffee machines and kitchen equipment. There's one helpline numbers. All of the technical and finance uh, aspect, like the point-of-sale system, the EFT machine, different sectors technical support for um, things like um, you know within the the business like um, you know our, our beef burger doesn't turn out the way it turn, turn out the way it should even though we follow a recipe what should we do mm-hmm. different numbers mm-hmm. our coffee this week running out very fast and the flavor is not the same different sectors so we have support layers layers of support that you can reach out to that you can exhaust and there's manual, there's staff training. We train you so you can train staff. So there is a consistency of standard across your store. Uh, we provide extra support to say things do happen. Um, say, you know, your chef bring in sick. What are you going to do? If you have a second relief person, fantastic. 
What if that person is also available, uh, unavailable? Things like that do happen in life. And we have plan B, plan C, plan D. So if you reach out to the second person, not available, we also be able to send out an emergency chef who knows the Beans Republic's recipe by heart, who's also a training chef to help out run the day so you don't have any business interruptions. Now, if you are on your own, how do you deal with a situation like that? You probably won't. You'll no. probably make errors. You'll try because your best we, without the knowledge. You yeah, know, we saw um, yeah. uh, chefs down the streets. Um, they actually closed the kitchen for a day. Yeah. And you're talking about 120 seats cafe. Yeah. All of the staff mm -hmm. members that come along with it close the business for a day. Mm. We only noticed because we are flocked up with so many customers yeah. Yeah. and the whole cafe is full and we had to turn people away because you know we got you know two cafes straight combined into one with no notice. They literally just put an A4 handwritten size, sorry we're not trading today. And we found out the next day the chef is sick. We do not let that happen at Beans. Doesn't matter what happened, the show must go on. And we are the mechanism behind um, that operation to make sure the show does go on. We are your point, your port of call, any problem whatsoever. I mean, that's fantastic to feel that you have that kind of support behind you. It's a huge commitment, day. Karen, yeah. because um, Cafe is a, a full on seven days a week business. And to provide, to commit to that sort of uh, support, it's got to be solid. You have to be, you need help channel and umbrellas of help. I can't do everything myself, obviously. So we've got the technical guy for equipment. We've got uh, the tech guy for kitchen, some for coffee, some for uh, point of sale system. But, you know, if you must know, the help is there. Fantastic. Look, thanks, Jenny. It's been really fascinating. And in terms of you know, anyone interested making, you know, they could be thinking about making that plunge into cafe ownership or franchise ownership. Do you have any advice for them or any key message you want to tell them? The first thing is to look into the philosophy of the franchise business that, they, that um, you go in, find out as much information about them in the past, talk to the people who own their franchises, talk to their team members, talk to their customers to Im immerse yourself into the vibe because you are committed into between three, five to ten years sort of commitment. It's a lifelong commitment and you can't just pull out because there's contract and everything in place. So this is a well-made decision. I would like you to consider each and every opportunity uh, thoughtfully and do diligence and do everything that you have to make, get professional advices, reach out for help. And I could be that extra panel as well. I'm very happy for you to get in touch with me if you have any general inf uh, questions about, about franchising, not just about being any any cafe franchise. I'm not sure about other franchises, but cafe franchises, if you're even thinking about it and just want to pick a brain and independent advisors, feel free to drop me an email. If I know, I will not hold back. If you need more of my time, maybe we can make a time together and sit for coffee at one of the stores. And if I cannot answer that information, maybe I would be able to uh, point you out in the right direction to help you with that decision-making process. All right, fantastic. Look, we do encourage anyone interested to um, head to beansrepublic.com.au and put down an inquiry. Alternatively, we'll have a, a contact us box underneath this podcast. So please you know, feel free to put in your details and one of the team will be in touch with you, you know, ASAP. So apart from that, thanks a lot for joining us again today. Jenny, it's been very fascinating. We'd love to get you soon to, for an update on how the, the growth and expansion of Beans Republic is gone. 
Oh, this is very, very exciting for all of us. And thank you once again for, for having us. Have a great day, guys. Eden Exchange was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to Jen Nguyen, director, founder, and pioneer of the Beans Republic Cafe franchise. For more information on this or any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to edenexchange.com or www.businessbuyinvest.com. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for recent updates on the buying and investing business world. You can subscribe to the series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Thanks for listening.